Good evening, this is Quintus Curtius here. And I wanted to talk about something that's been weighing on my mind here for the past couple days. <clears throat> and this is that story about the uh, British novelist and storyteller Roald Dahl. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Roald Dahl, R-O-A-L-D-D-A-H-L. He was a British novelist and writer of Norwegian descent. But uh, some news came out a few days ago, basically saying that his estate, which I guess is called the Roald Dahl Storytelling Company or Storytelling Firm or whatever it's, whatever it's called, but um, <clears throat> they allowed British, publi British publisher Puffin, Puffin Books, to basically bowdlerize, to go through his books with a, a team of sensitivity readers, a team of censors, basically, and to remove any words, phrases, or expressions that they found offensive by today's standards. And this was a guy who wrote the, the uh, you know, the uh, early and mid 20th century. So he's not even that old. It's not even that long ago. But the estate actually approved this. The man's estate, the writer's estate, allowed this publisher to actually go through page by page with a team of readers and take out words uh, that relate to uh, uh, body image, uh, mental health, weight, uh, appearance, race, gender, uh, any words that offended the sensibilities of uh, perceived sensibilities of readers in 2023, they expurgated, they, they, they purged, they purged these words or changed them to neutral words. For example, uh, I guess uh, what were once uh, cloud men in James and the Giant Peach are now cloud people. Uh, the character Augustus Gloop in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is now enormous instead of fat. And a mention of the writer Rudyard Kipling in Matilda has been cut and replaced by Jane Austen because, of course, Rudyard Kipling is so horribly offensive. He's considered an imperialist and an evil guy, and he, did, he said mean things, and he promoted the Redcoats, and he, did, he was just evil, so we have to get rid of him. We have to purge any mention of anyone that might offend someone and make them feel uncomfortable. And, you know, you may say, oh, what's the big, de what's the big deal? Uh, blah, 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 blah. No one really reads this guy anyway. It's not a big deal. But I think this is a tremendous deal. This is, a, this is an extremely terrifying precedent that's being set here. And we knew this was coming. Because the left has been doing everything they can to push the margins of censorship and, and um, politically correct thought and speech so that it's not beyond the realm of possibility now where they can actually reach into the past. I mean, think about this. They're, they're going after books that, that were, are many decades old and actually changing the author's words. They're actually violating the sanctity of his expression. And that's really what this comes down to. This is, this is the most horrific example of, of, of violating the historical record and of violating a, a, an artist's work in retrospect. It would be almost like looking at a painting 
from a century ago and being offended by something in the painting and saying, let's just add a few dabs of paint on it here just to cover up these bits that we don't like. Let's change, let's, let's remove the mustache on this character or let's uh, paint over this section here so I don't have to look at something or let's get rid of this, uh, this figure here in the painting. Or it, it would be analogous to a viewer looking at a, a statue and saying, I don't like this the way this hand is formed, this finger, or this genitalia is projecting, let me just chisel this off. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. And this, this case should, should send uh, tremors of terror through any author or any artist. The idea that, that your work that you put out there is, is not safe from future generations. Your work is not safe from vandals that could come about 50, 100 years from now and actually try to change what you said. And, you know, if this is allowed to stand, if this is allowed to be accepted or, or somehow tacitly approved, then what's next? They're going to go after other books. They're going to go after other books and they're going to try to change or rewrite and they'll always do it in such a way that it makes it look like they're doing you a favor. Well, we want to make sure that modern readers can enjoy these works, so we want to make them accessible to all. It's, everything is always done in a way to help you and make things more inclusive and make things more friendly. And this is what they always do. They try to, they try to make it look like they're making your life easier when what they really are doing is to channel you into modes of thought and action that suit them. That's what the goal is. That's the goal here. That's really the goal. And every deprivation of, of, of property and expression and artistic freedom is always done with this, this uh, um, enticement of convenience. The enticement of convenience they make it look like they're helping you when what they're really doing is helping themselves. You know, and this is this is what is truly insidious about this, because let me tell you, this is this is just the beginning. They are going to do this. They're going to try to do this to other classic works. And again, I don't even know this author, this author, Roald Dahl. I have I have no I didn't I don't uh, you know, obviously I saw the movie uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory as a kid, which I guess was the film version of his novel. I read one short story of his called The Man from the South, which was a very good story, but I I was I I don't I don't I'm not familiar with his children's works. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the subject matter is. He he could write about gardening for all I care. That's not the point. The point is that someone is going back uh into the historical record and deleting things. And that is totally unacceptable. It's totally unacceptable. And, the, and the, the, you know, the story that's not really getting the circulation that it deserves here is that the estate is, the state allowed this. His estate allowed this. And let's face it, it was done to sell more books. It was done as part of a contract. Uh, it was done to, or they, they sold out for the money. They did it for the money. So what, what is happening here, his estate, in my view, uh, wanted to see his books re-released, and they were too afraid of what someone of somebody what, what, someone might be offended by seeing something there on the pages. So they sold out. They caved and they collapsed 
to the, the these basically this is communism man this is this is marxism in its purest form this idea that we have to go back into the historical record and change things and they caved they caved you know that's the real tragedy here is that this was done voluntarily so you know my thoughts on this are this if you're a writer or you're an artist you better save original copies of your work and you better have a if you have a will or a trust make it very very clear in your estate planning that the only authorized uh, editions of your work are such and such and such and such you have to make it very clear you have to use the law in a way that protects the historical record you cannot put your art you cannot put your work in the hands of these vandals or allow things to be placed in the hands of these vandals who are not going to respect the sanctity of the artist's expression and that's really what this comes down to the sanctity the inviolability of the artist's expression that's what this is all about and the censorship is coming they're going to do it through this and they're going to do it through other ways the other and it's all going to be done in a stealthy they're not going to be overt about it well, they may, they eventually, they, that things may get to that. But what they're going to do is they're going to do it in very insidious, devious ways. They're going to make the old books just unavailable. They'll get rid of libraries. Uh, university libraries will be just sort of gradually just depleted. The collections will, will slowly be pared down. Or the books that are deemed to be um, dangerous uh, thought, they just won't be available. They'll be put in storage. You won't be able to find them. Uh, digitization of books will be used as a form of covert censorship. I've talked about this. They'll try to digitize everything, and then they can just change things at the stroke of a key on a keyboard. They'll just delete words. They'll delete sentences. They'll rewrite things. This is what they want to do. These people are fanatics, and we have to be aware of this. Anyone that cares about artistic expression and artistic freedom should be outraged by what has happened here, it's a, it's disgusting, it's disgusting, and I'm I'm I I can't tell you how angry I am about this, and the fact that his estate would just allow this, would just allow this. It's um it's 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 truly terrifying. So you've got to what I'm the the, the gist of what I'm trying to get at here is you've got to take steps to protect your literary legacy if you are a writer or an artist. You've got to take steps and you've got to you've got to do it in such a way that there's a record. You've got to save original copies of things and put them into safe deposit boxes or vaults so that uh, so that there is a record, a clear master copy of what you actually said and what you intended to say at that time. So that so that no one can go back and and try to rewrite your words. And and uh, and and just bowdlerize your your efforts, the things that you have slaved and suffered and expended a great deal of energy and perspiration and blood to put out there. It's an outrage. It's disgusting. So that's all I wanted to say. And um, until next time, Quintus Curtius. <laughs>